Good morning, good afternoon, or whenever you're watching this. Uh, welcome to the Do More of Your Money podcast. Uh, another week, episode 142. Can't believe we've got to this far. Uh, 142 episodes. Uh, joined by a great panel today: uh, Tom Robertshaw, financial advisor, and our head office advice team; uh, Luke Johnson Bolton, one of our pension transfer specialists; and Jenny Lang. Not Hall, um, used to be Hall, uh, head of uh, client service in True Potential Investments. Welcome, everyone. Uh, I think we've, we've got a pretty good uh, section to, to discuss today, um, securing your financial legacy and, and just having a little bit of a discussion around what you should be doing when, you, when you're looking at planning for the future, for, for leaving money to loved ones. Um, just before we, we do that, just a quick reminder, we don't have our, our standard True Potential Investments uh, update this week, so please subscribe to the uh, the morning market videos that will give you a little bit of a flavour of what's happened within the market today, which we've been pretty positive this week. Uh, if you like and subscribe, watch those videos, they'll give you a bit of an update uh, from, from Jeff and the team. Um, let's get straight into the, to the, the title of the, um, of the session today, Tom, and I think we'll, we'll come across to you straight away. What type of... You obviously speak to lots of clients on a regular basis. What type of questions come up on a, on a regular basis from your perspective when it comes to you know people concerned about leaving their money for for their loved ones? Yeah, I think obviously will planning is is one area which which does come up regularly, and um, you know that's an important conversation with clients. It's something that we have with, with clients at the end of the fact finding process. Actually, when we speak to them, um, clients obviously need to speak to solicitors and will makers just to make sure you know and, and look over the wills really because it's, it's, it is a very important topic. And one thing with um, you know wills which is important is if you didn't leave a will, you would die intestate, mm. which can you know cause several problems really for, for clients. And you know if you had um, you know children and you were married effectively. That money might not go to you know your wife if you wanted it to go all to the wife because if uh, you know if you were to die intestate effectively, um, if you had assets over two hundred seventy thousand, then half of that amount of money over two hundred seventy thousand would go to the children and half would go to the yeah. spouse or civil partner. Um, and also, it's a lot more time consuming as well. You know, if anything happened to you, so I think will making is really really important it's, for. It's for interesting that Tom because I um, I helped out a, um, a member of my family recently where the. Um, they didn't have a will, and there was a lot of assets spread around. Um, the gentleman in question was was, was an avid investor. He, he had stuff with other different providers, etc. And the children had to sign an attestation through a legal to ensure that the mum got the money. Because, mm-hmm. um, as you see, it went in, in tested. It just shows you how important it is, actually, to set a will. Um, you know, you, you can sort out these things afterwards. Yeah. I wouldn't say don't, you know, don't be... Um, it's a deed of variation yeah. that you normally d- use yeah. to, to sort that out afterwards. But it is, you know, it, it's... It makes so, life so much easier, doesn't it? And, and especially when you're grieving as well. I yeah. mean, that's like the last thing you want to be doing is oh, having totally to sort agree. out all of these doc- different documents and pay more money to solicitors effectively, which is yeah. what you'd be doing to do that. So, yeah, it's important. And I think the other thing with wills is there's like two types. Well, there's, there's several different types, but the two main types mm. are like a mirror will, yep. which you're just set up between your mm. spouse or civil partner. But then on um, first day, the remaining spouse could actually change that will, whereas a mutual will, yeah. that, you know, that's on second death effectively, um, you know, that's legally bounding yeah. and then they can't change that will. So it's important that, you know, clients speak to solicitors and, and will uh, makers and will writers, and I'm not sure the yeah. technical word for them to be perfectly honest with them. But yeah, it's, in, you know, it's important to speak to those sort of people and, and make sure that they have a, a will drawn up. Definitely. Yeah, it's, it is. And it's um, what you find when I did my will uh, during COVID, um, thought was it was an appropriate time to set a will um and actually it it, it's good for two things obviously it's good for the things that you say but also just just really having to think about where you want your assets to lie um you know on your death and also 
it actually it's actually a written down document to show you where potentially where your assets could be. Mm-hmm. So it's it's actually quite an important uh, important thing on there. I think Jenny just kind of going to a true potential investment perspective because. I'm gathering we have lots of clients where sometimes we don't have a will and it, it can become, it probably adds to the time, as would you suggest? Yeah, absolutely. Te- um, you know, especially with the pension, um, can, you know, add an additional kind of, not guarantee, but almost kind of, you know, show what the expression of wish is, is reflected as. So if that matches, it, you know, it's pretty easy decision for the trustees to know where that payment needs to go or who the beneficiary is for that pension. From an ISA and general investment account perspective, you know, it, the will again is, is really important because that's going to allow whoever it is that is executor to go and get probate mm. um, so that they can start to sort things out. And without that will, again, it just makes the probate, mm. you know, situation harder. It, it's, it's more difficult to achieve. Mm. So, um, yeah, the will massively helps you know the trustees make a decision as to you know who the who the beneficiary is for the pension and that, that's you mentioned nominate of a beneficiary there and i i understand uh, how important this is so just for our, our viewers a uh, nominated beneficiary is on a pension you can effectively set which how much you want your pension to to leave and because the pension's in trust it then goes to the trustees and then they make the decision so it effectively sits outside of the estate for the for will purposes but we know there's many clients that haven't completed that and that makes life difficult as well if they don't yeah it makes life so much difficult and especially as tom said you know at a time where families are grieving that loss you know us not having an expression of wish on file it means that we have to go around digging for information we have to ask questions that really we don't want to be asking so it's so important to make sure that you do have that expression of wish noted on file and you can change it at any point it, you know you can go into your client site click on your pension on the details tab if you scroll down a little bit it shows you who you who's your current nominated um, beneficiary and if you want to change that that's absolutely fine you can also include charities if you wish to do that but it's so so important that that's there yeah so you go and you there's actually a banner on the website to get people to complete yeah. these at the minute so it's something we're, we're pushing because it's we think it's important for, for planning purposes mm-hmm. um tom go back to you so we we tend to um typically beneficiaries so for myself my wife annie is the is my main beneficiary of, of my pension um but actually it's when you've got children sometimes it's actually not a bad idea to leave a little bit of the of the pension to the to the children for basically just to get them involved in that conversation would you yeah, say absolutely and and you know you can set up a beneficiary pension as a result of that for that child um and i think it's really important that when we're talking about pensions we're educating you know the, the next generation on them as mm-hmm. well and you know a lot of people might get a beneficiary's pension and just take it all out and actually forget about the fact that they can use that as a pension themselves in later life and especially with the the crisis that we've got with you know with with pensions and then employers obviously not making as large contributions into pensions with defined benefit schemes, you know, being almost abandoned in, in some areas now. It's really, really important that, um, you know, those who do receive beneficiary pensions can actually just try and keep them for the purpose of a pension really want anything I else. I think as well, can. it's, you know, you rem- you've got to remember that even when it goes into the beneficiary pension, you know, it, it's still in that tax rubber, mm-hmm. then, you know, you can draw from it as a beneficiary pension, you know, as mm-hmm. and when you need to. It's again, it's not like you're locked in until you're 55 or you, until, yeah. sorry, you can only take from when you're 55. Mm-hmm. You can take as and when you need. Yeah. There's some huge benefits of, yeah. of leaving it within the pension. So first of all, as we mentioned last uh, week, it's outside of your estate for inheritance tax. Um, with a pension as well, it's going to remain invested. So the true potential balance portfolio, which most of our clients are, 
that's going to be inherited by your children or, or spouse and it's going to remain invested in roughly 60% equity. So if we talk about having a, a sort of a, a fight against inflation with these investments, think of a, a pension is going to be a long-term investment for a client. It could be 30, 40 years. But actually, if you consider you could leave this to your children as well, this could be a, an even longer sort of a time period where that's going to remain invested. So it's quite important that we consider, you know, not to take it from the pension, leave it within the pension that can be left to children, etc. And you could have a 100-year time frame whereby it's going to be invested in sort of equities, try and combat inflation. So that's something to consider um, with regards to, to wills and, and pensions especially. It's something that's going to be outside of your estate. It's going to be tax-free on mm-hmm. death under 75 as well. So your children can access quite a substantial you know, final salary pot that may have been transferred or, or a large workplace pension. Um, that could be worth several hundred thousands of pounds that could be tax-free and also can be left invested in the most tax-efficient robber you're going to have. It's going to have tax-free growth and it's going to have obviously um, tax-free income as well alongside it as well as being invested. So something really important to consider, especially when considering, you know, about death benefits of, of pensions, personal pensions. So Luke, you dead on and I think you you make some real valid points about pensions and I, <clears throat> I think sometimes we're kind of looking at, I had a, a good conversation with a, a lady who's... Um, whose father sadly passed away a few months ago. Um, and one of the th- one of the conversations he said to me that was um he was he was sadly dying of cancer, so he was mm-hmm. aware of, of it was terminal. And he had a he sat down with the family and he had a discussion around, you know, their options mm-hmm. with them. Um and it's a that's an uncomfortable conversation sometimes. Yeah. But actually I think sometimes it, it, it's good to bring that type of conversation in with your family to discuss you know, you don't have to kind of talk in pounds and pence what they've got, but you can you can talk, try and educate them um, in terms of their options. You know, mm-hmm. if something happens to me, this is what this is what you'll get. This is my financial advisor. Um, I've spoken to lots of advisors recently where they're starting to um, the children are starting to become clients. And yeah. We say children because you know it's adults now. It's yep. uh, people going up, children, yep. they're starting to become uh, clients. And I would suggest if you you know with us as a as an advisor, bring your advisor in and bring your children into the into these conversations so they're aware mm-hmm. um, you know little things like getting those to save or looking at their pensions etc because sometimes if you take it especially with a pension if you just get a lump sum in one go stick it into a bank account actually there's Correct. some some real negatives to yeah, that and that, and that could be the you know the knee-jerk reaction to, to take this pension and, and put it in a bank account mm-hmm. where you could get you know two three percent interest at the minute and uh, maybe a little bit more with, with the way interest rates are going but ultimately we would expect equities to perform at a high level over the long term and as I mentioned before you know this could go to your children it could go to their children's children it would always pass uh, tax-free once it's passed through once so yeah it's really important to have that quite large asset to, to remain invested and also consider the options because once you've taken it from the personal pension it's very hard to replace it and, and get that back in within a, the tax-efficient wrapper of a personal pension. I think one thing I'd add to that as well is is just with you know I know last week we sort of looked at inheritance tax planning and, and good routes for inheritance tax planning but you know if you look what other options are out there for inheritance tax planning looking at trust which are quite complicated and actually quite inflexible as well at the same time so I think this whole thing of actually speaking to your children earlier on in your life especially if you are in that position where you know you say fortunate to have an inheritance tax liability but I suppose it's unfortunate in some senses as well you know you can start planning and putting money into pensions you know you know every year and make maximizing your allowances for pensions and that's by far you know the most flexible way that you can put money outside of your estate and that money is outside of your estate immediately as well which is you know whereas with trust you've got to wait you know yeah, seven so years um, you know with that and they're, they're a lot more complicated and higher charges and and you know sometimes yeah. they're certainly suitable but you know, yeah. I um, think it's important to note as well, you mentioned it, unfortunate to have inheritance tax. So if you look at the actual brackets, which I know were covered off in depth last week, but 
just to touch on that quickly for someone who's single, not married, and, and no children, they're going to have a, a inheritance tax band of three hundred twenty-five thousand. Yeah. I think you can compare that to the average house price in the UK. That's not mm-hmm. too far off. So for someone who's um, at retirement or, or you know near the average life expectancy of, in the UK of 85, 86 for a male, and they have a house with no mortgage, they're likely to have an inheritance tax issue. So it's important to, to consider that and therefore know that pensions are obviously outside of the estate for, for inheritance tax purposes. Yeah, yeah and, and also consider that although you might, have been take, you might be taken out of your pension and that reduces obviously how much you can put in, there's actually is some benefits of later on in life of contributing to your pension, yeah. especially if you've got an inheritance tax problem. I yeah. don't know if either of you want to have a... A little discussion about that, but you can. It it's always it's the pension's not just a product that you you save till you're fifty five and you go right. Well, that's it. I'm yep. saved from your retirement. Of course, there's other benefits, isn't there? Yeah, of course there is. So again, for someone maybe someone single or, or married who may be approaching retirement or, or retired, so say they're still working and, and making employer contributions, there could be tax benefits to therefore putting more into the pension in the first yeah. place and, and tax savings for them there. But if you know that you're over the inheritance tax band, which, as I've covered before, a lot of people could be without even realising it, if you have a, a property and some assets, then you could be over that band. It makes sense uh, for yourself from a tax perspective to put more into the pension, and then on death there's going to be less in terms of the estate and there's going to be less inheritance tax to pay as well. Mm-hmm. So it's always worth having that conversation with your advisor um, if you are interested, obviously, in, in having that sort of extra contribution in, into the pension. And I think, Tom, I'll bring this across to you because I think this is really important. If you're unsure of anything that we're kind of discussing on, do I have an inheritance tax problem or have I set my beneficiary? Mm-hmm. That's where we're here. That's why your advisor's well, yeah, here. A- absolutely. And it's something that when we're looking at <coughs> clients' positions, especially even on a drawdown perspective, because that's when we need to look at inheritance tax planning quite a lot of the time. Because you know, if you do have an inheritance tax liability, well, you should be you know drawing from assets that fall within your estate rather than you know drawing from your pension assets effectively. So you know that's a conversation that we have with a lot of clients. And whenever we see, you know, whenever we you know, from a, an advisor perspective, we've got a fantastic back office system where we can see all the information on it on a client. And whenever we look through the fact find, you know, when we get it, we'll we'll be looking at the inheritance tax position because that is actually quite an important you know thing to look at especially like you said on, on withdrawal yeah. um, and, and it's something that we can calculate and work out for for the client um, you know when we go for the fact find with them actually worth worth mentioning as well there's a, a feature on the fact find which is your personal details section so when you're trying to give a, advice to a to an end client and or, or an advisor's trying to give an advice to an end client it's actually really important that we have the full picture so if you if you go on your client website, look at your personal details section and look at your assets and, and, and liabilities and, and other sections, make sure that's completed correctly. Because that'll when as Tom says, when there's a meeting with your advisor and, and that's up to date, they can spot these things and go, well actually, we can maybe do something that can support you in terms of, of, of that planning. Um, it's difficult to give you know full proper advice unless you know the full picture. Yeah. So, so worth just a just a, a plug off on that. J- just going back to the um, to the children, Tom, um, I kind of like saying children because I, I was maybe saying non-dependence because it's it, when is the right time to have an, have that conversation with you, with your with your children. You yeah, know? I mean, uh, it's difficult in terms of it, ages. You're not going to go and speak to your ten-year-olds and like, just tell you where, <laughs> where yeah. your pension is. Uh, but actually, we'll have many clients um, who've got elder, older children, um, and it, you know, and they might not have had these discussions yet. Yeah, I mean. 
we obviously learn in the textbooks it's like you know sort of age 60 onwards yeah. really but i think it should be earlier personally yeah. especially if you've got a larger state because the earlier you plan you know especially if you're gifting money away you know you might be putting into pensions mm -hmm. but you might also be gifting money you know, mm -hmm. assets away to, mm -hmm. to your children as well and you've got to remember you've got to try and survive that seven year rule with that talk um, about the gifting a little bit that's actually quite yeah ab absolutely so um, if you just gift, um, like you've got well, first of all, you've got an annual exempt amount, which is which is three thousand pounds, and you mm -hmm. can carry that forward as well, so you can have six thousand pounds each with your mm -hmm. annual exempt amount. Gifts into charity are uh, uh, exempt from inheritance tax, yep. um, mm -hmm. but I mean, one thing you know, a lot of people don't actually realise that you can gift above that six thousand pounds. You can actually just gift to your children, and as mm -hmm. long as you survive seven years, that falls outside of your estate. It's mm -hmm. classed as a potentially exempt transfer, effectively, mm -hmm. um, and I think it's one that um, isn't looked at enough i mean um you know we always say you, know, you should look at your pensions first and then you should look at mm -hmm. uh, look at gifting afterwards mm -hmm. if you've got the capacity to do so uh, and then look, obviously if you want control over that money you can look at trust planning as well mm -hmm. and, and and that involves obviously a different area of this but you know i think i think gifting is is certainly a good thing but what you've got to focus on if you're going to gift is is you want to make sure that you've got enough in your retirement to meet your needs that's yeah, the first priority totally before agree. you even look at yeah, it's all, it's all nice and well having an inheritance tax problem, but if you yeah. run out of money before, exactly, yeah, that's, I, I totally agree. And I think it's worth saying that gifting isn't just, uh, you know, here's a bag of money and, and thanks very yeah. much. It, yeah. it can be actually gifting and, and setting up an ISA for, you know, Absolutely. And, yeah. and, and having that uh, having that discussion with uh, with the beneficiaries. It's funny, now, since personally me, I think Luke and I, we've, we've talked about this because we've both got um, with children, my outlook on life changed very much when, when my son was born. Um and that was kind of the point where I was thinking, right, I need a will. But actually, the other areas that I was thinking about was, you know, does does my wife know where all, where everything is? Yep. Um, do I know where all her assets are? Because, yep. um, you know, we have lots of joint things, but we yep. have, you know, quite like many people, we have lots of separate things. So um, it's kind of, I was speaking to an advisor last week, and he says, I've got a black box in the house. And um, basically, there's a key. And I've told my wife, if anything happens to us, that's what you need to open. It'll tell them where everything is. Um, which is a little bit... That's what I was thinking. But, um, yeah, everyone's going to be searching for black boxes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's one of these things. We've got the document storage section on our site. It's worth using that um, to um, you know bring these sorts of shared documents in. Um, we are, as a business, looking at how we can offer... Um, like a beneficiary website, mm. so I'm giving a little bit of a taste of here to people. Um, so you can kind of share these types of documents and, and yep. basically give access to your beneficiaries on death and things. So we're looking <laughs> at that. And I think that's that's going to be a good feature for us. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, just I think I don't know, kind of adding to that, you know, that, that's now something I thought about, which was if you know, you kind of there's two things you think about. One, does everyone know where everything is? But like, if something happened to me and my wife, then does my son know yep. where everything is? It makes you think differently, doesn't I it? I think definitely, yeah, obviously having children, it, it does make you consider your financial future a little bit more. I think one of the great things of, of getting a will sorted is that you sit down and you list all of your assets, yeah. all of your liabilities. So it, mm. it gives you a chance to just sit down with an advisor or a legal professional and mm. say, this is what we have. This is where it's going to go on death as well. But yeah, definitely, um, that's one of the good points of, of looking at a will and, and having children. Obviously, it's definitely something to consider. And it's never too early and never too late to do it. Yep. I think this is the this is the key. It's like you might think, oh well, you know, I'm, I'm only 25 or, or whatever or 35 or lots of time in life. But actually, that's probably the time you should be doing it and, course, and regularly yeah. review it as well. Yeah. And and you know, you should regularly look and change because it just makes life a lot easier. Yeah. It's not a nice, nice thing to talk about, but it's actually. Think you want to make sure our job when, we, when clients are paying us for servicing our job is to look after 
their assets and those as clients, but also their family moving forward. I think one thing with the will as well is remember if you get married that if you made a will before that revokes that will. So mm-hmm. make sure that after you're married you've certainly yeah certainly created a will. Oh it does it? I didn't yeah. know. there you go. So if I get married again, yeah. I need to do another <laughs> will. Need to do will. Right. Okay. <laughs> I bet people have fell foul of that sometimes. I uh, just probably it's a, it's a valid uh, area, valid point. Um, right, I think, uh, you know, just finally, we ju- we'll just finish on a bit of, um, you know, I know we talked a bit about this last week, but in- inheritance planning, um, we've talked about trusts, we've talked about uh, gifting. Where do we, you know, Tom, where do our clients go for this type of advice? You speak to their advisor on a regular basis? Yeah, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, I've done all sorts of, you know, cases for clients. We've done trust planning cases. We, we can certainly do that for clients. Mm-hmm. And it's, trust planning is very specific to certain, you know, you've got to have a certain second set of uh, circumstances to be able to, actually justify you know recommending mm. a, a trust really and, but I always think that the, the best way of, of trying to plan for from an inheritance tax point of view really is just looking at your pensions early on whenever you can if you if you've got any inkling that you might be you know going above that threshold from an inheritance, ta- inheritance tax point of view and then try and put as much money as you can in that pension because it's just by far the best product from a from an inheritance yeah. tax point I of view. I think it was Luke said before but let's let's just go through that and those numbers again. Then yeah of course. Yeah. So um, three, I always look at three separate so it depends on your personal circumstances mm-hmm. so everybody who is single with no children will have 325,000 inheritance tax um, bracket and once they breach that it's a 40% charge. For a married couple, they have 325000 each, so a total of 650000 uh, for them, and that's payable on, on second death of, of yourself or your spouse. If you have children, there is an extra 175000 each, and that's called the main residence nil rate band, and that means your property can be offset by a further 175000 times two. So for a couple who are married with children, they effectively have a, a $1 million main residence nil rate band. Um, so it all depends on your personal circumstances and if you are concerned about inheritance tax and I would recommend speaking to your advisor because it can be quite a, a complex yeah. area. And, and there's also as well, um, especially when you look at house prices, I mean that's one of the main influences with inheritance yeah. tax, especially you know, in areas of central yeah. London where you know we deal with clients quite a lot of the time where the, the main residence is actually worth over the nil rate bands course, yeah. and yeah. a million pounds is, is a hell of a lot of money but yeah. Yeah. actually when you take into account some property, you yeah. 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 <laughs> when you take into account property it prices it, 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 it can impact you know some more than others and unfortunately when you've got that position where you know your, your property's over that one one million pound mark mm-hmm. then there's not a lot you can well you can obviously yeah. try and reduce that inheritance tax liability but unfortunately you might actually pay inheritance tax unless you downsize yeah. your yeah. property so we've got to look at all of those different options yeah. with clients and i think the thing is that the, the sort of title of this this podcast is secure your financial legacy and you know people you know lucky enough to have an inheritance tax problem then discuss with an advisor even if you don't, it's actually worth discussing to make sure you've got the planning correct, you know, to ensure that your, your loved ones, because you, what you want to do, you, you don't want any hassle. You know, personally, sure. that's in my head, but I'm kind of, yeah. I've set my will, I've done it for a reason. I want to ensure that if something does happen to me that my, fa- my family are fully aware that they're going to inherit everything that, that I've earned. I think that's, that's really important. Yeah. It's really important. Jenny, I'm going to let you finish off here because I know that you spend a lot of time with clients and, sh- you know, and clients' loved ones ensuring that they, um, you know, they do get the the assets that are left from the family. So, what would be your top tip to ensure that it's it's nice and easy for the family? Oh, make sure you've got your expression of wish updated, yeah. and make sure you've got a will. Yeah. That yeah, and I'm actually quite a bit of a hypocrite because I don't have a will, <laughs> um, despite so. the fact that my next door neighbour is a will writer right. um, oh, or whatever it is. Um, so uh, my task for this weekend is to definitely look at that, especially after hearing obviously some of them figures as well. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, absolutely expression of wish and will. 
Yeah, I totally agree. Get get that sorted. It's it's uh, and also you'll be able to find out more of what Greg's got that he's not telling you about. Exactly. <laughs> or maybe I'm more worried about him finding out what maybe I've got than he, yeah. than he doesn't know about. Yeah. So searching for that black box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it might be two. If it's Greg. Um, Great topic. Thanks, everyone. I uh, really appreciate your, your time today. Some some good, uh, some real good points. And I think it's so, in summary, I think I say this every podcast, but um, we're here for you. I think this is the key thing. If you want to, if you've got any concerns about what we've discussed today, um, or if you just want to talk to an advisor about your, your investments, etc., um, you know, we know it's been a, it's been a, it's been an interesting and tough year. Um, I think we can all accept that. But we've, I think we, you know, we say tough. Tough times, um, tough people last tough times or something like that. They yeah. say that cover board with Dan was saying, but so I think it's it's key. We're always here for you to discuss and, and go in a bit more deeply if you if you wish to to discuss these points. Um, that's what we're that's what the experts and that's yeah. what we're here for. So thank you very much, everyone. Um, hopefully you all have a, a nice weekend and uh, just a, a quick reminder: please like and subscribe uh, on the on the podcast. Uh, but thank you very much. Hope everyone has a fantastic weekend. Thank you. If you're interested in taking your investing to the next level or would like to know more about the options available to you when you retire, then download our free guides to ICES and pensions. These are available in the video description below.